Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids. There's the bell that calls our class to order Quiz Kids. And listen closely. Here's your first question. The numbers 1306 will spell the name of what radio personality when held before a mirror. Well, you folks at home can write that number down, hold it before a mirror, and have the answer in a jiffy. The youngsters here in our classroom will have to figure it out in their heads. And we'll soon find out what they have to say, for here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. As usual, friends, we're mighty happy to have you present in school this afternoon, and we hope you'll go right along with the quiz kids and see how many of today's puzzlers you can answer. We have some fine ones, too. And children, let's start on our schoolwork right away. Are you ready for roll call? Fine. Here we go. Melvin? I'm Melvin Miles. I'm five years old. I'm going to kindergarten North Park School. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old in 8th grade in the Volta School. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 12 years old in 8th grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Patrick? I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and 7B at the Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. And a brand new quiz kid, Eden. I'm Eden Unterman. <coughs> I'm 11 years old and I go, I'm in the 6th grade at the Laboratory School, University of Chicago. And now let's get back to that Halloween mirror reading from L.C. Burgess of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The numbers 1306 will spell the name of what radio personality when held before a mirror. We have two hands up, and Lonnie's hand was up first. Lonnie? Well, that would be, if you held it by a mirror, you'd get different figures. Well, now, six and uh, uh, one would be L when looking at a mirror, or possibly I. And three would be E, and O would still be O. Yes, and, and six would be D. Would be or, D? Or B. Or would be what? B, I think, then. And mm, well, no. Well, if... No, the, not holding it up in front of a mirror. Let's see, Joel. The numbers were 1306. Oh, well, the first number would be six, or P. 
No. Oh, oh, nine. Wouldn't it no, be? No, no. Uh-uh. No, in all fairness, I, I might add that, uh, uh, that it would be a mixture of capitals and small letters. So that uh, would lend itself to uh, what uh, radio personality, the name of what radio personality would that be? Uh, Lonnie? Well, let's see. If you had one 306 and held it before a mirror, the mirror figure of six would be first, followed by uh, O, and then three, and then one. Well, if uh, three is E and O is O, yeah. let's see, that would be And the O-E. six would be? That'd be Joel. Joel is right. J-O-E-L, right. <laughs> Oh, there. <laughs> Mr. Burgess of Milwaukee, Wisconsin almost had you kids on that one, didn't he? Well, we're off on the right track, and we're giving L.C. Burgess of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a fine Zenith Transoceanic Shortwave Radio for sending in that question. One of these outstanding portable radios is always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss... Alka-Seltzer's reward is the magnificent Zenith radio phonograph combination with the new Cobra tone arm and two FM bands. Either Zenith radio is a set you'll be proud to own, friends, so get your questions in. Send them to Quiz Kids, Chicago. Well, let's see what our next question is. Here's a question from Mrs. Edward L. Bush of Gross Eel, Michigan, that all you children listening in can have fun trying right along with the Quiz Kids. Let's see how many plays or stories you can name that mention characters or objects associated with Halloween. Plays or stories. Patrick? Well, The Black Cat by Edgar Allan Poe. Black we all cat. know that a black cat's bad luck and black cats come out in Halloween. That's right. And, and, uh, and, the, and Jack Pumpkinhead and Oz. Yes. That's uh, Jack Pumpkinhead. Uh-huh. And uh, in Oz we have, in The uh, Wizard of Oz, we have four witches. That's right, uh-huh. And, uh, Melvin? Well, um, I know when it's a clown, and a lot of people dress up to be a clown for Halloween. Oh, uh-huh. A poem. Well, what, uh, what poem is it, uh, Melvin? I don't know the name of it. I think it's called The Clown. The Clown, uh-huh. Well, that could be if it's about a clown. <laughs> and Joel? Well, in Hansel and Gretel, there's a witch. Yes, that's right. And Lonnie? In a Midsummer Night's Dream, they're fairies, fairies. That's right, uh-huh. Say, speaking of clowns, Melvin, uh, you told me last uh, Sunday you were going to dress up like a clown. Uh, uh, did you dress up last night, or uh, mm-hmm. how? Huh? I did. I had a party, and we went trick-or-treating. Oh, you did. Well, what do you know about it? I thought I saw you out in my neighborhood there. There was a clown walking down the street just about your height. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if, you li- if you live close to here, it may have been. But if you live on Bryn Mawr or someplace, it may have been or across the street from us. Oh, I see. Uh, you didn't get far away uh, from home. Is that the idea? Yes, because I was with the other children. Oh, I see. Well, that's a good boy. Yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for this question from Martin Posner of Brooklyn, New York, you youngsters are to suppose you are on a football team and your quarterback uses symbols of chemical elements instead of numbers for signals. What plays would he call if you heard him yell, phosphorus, arsenic, sulfur, hike, hat? Well, uh, phosphorus, arsenic, and sulfur, hike, is, uh, <laughs> um, let's see, uh, I didn't arsenic. throw that last in there for you. No. Know. All right. 
Well, uh, we'll take phosphorus, uh, phosphorus first. Phosphorus first. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's all right. All right. All okay right. with me. Phosphorus is number 15. Well, now, we're talking in terms of uh, symbols. Uh, oh, of, symbols. Uh, yes. That'll be P. P. And uh, sulfur is S. Yes. And uh, arsenic, uh, A-S. So that would be and, uh, the place. Uh, pass. Pass. P-A-S-S. Right. Uh-huh. All right, see if we can get this next one. Ruthenium, nitrogen, hike. Pat again. That's uh, R-U, and the uh, nitrogen is N. Run. Run. Absolutely right. And now to make it really tough for the opposing team, for this third down, the quarterback is changing his signals to atomic numbers. What play does he call? 1953 6 19. Hi. Patrick? Well, uh, number 19 <laughs> is potassium. Potassium. And uh, are we supposed to give the. Uh, well, no, it's just. Well, you have to keep give the it. symbols in mind. Oh, right? yes. Well, See? potassium is K. K. And uh, what was the other one? 53. 53, 53 is. Uh, Let's see. Well, we'll skip that. Uh, 1953, 19 Oh, you're going to make it easy again. on yourself here now, huh? Uh, what, uh, is, what is this next one you're getting? Uh, 19. Would you it's repeat potassium, that? potassium, of course. Yes, potassium. Uh-huh. And the last one? The what? How many did you give? I gave, start out with 19 and ended up with 19. The two numbers in the middle, uh, 53 and 6. 53 and 6. Yeah. Well, uh, 6 is carbon. 6 is carbon. And, uh... So you would say P, P, C. Oh, no. No? No, sir. I'm afraid you got the team all mixed up here because we don't know, know what, the, what the play is. What is 53? The atomic number of... Uh, Lonnie? Well, the play is kick because potassium is K and that's 19 and 53 is iodine, which is I, and 6 is car C, which is carbon, and 19 again is potassium, which is K, so it's kick. Well, we certainly went over the goal with that, didn't we? Yes, sir. Uh huh. Yes, sir. We we scored on that all right. Now try uh, try this question, Joseph F. Harris of Hartford, Connecticut. Howard Peterson will play three songs. The title of each should suggest some kind of paper. Uh, you kids are to tell if you could wrap up your lunch in the kinds of paper suggested. Howard, let's have number one. Lonnie? That's the blue tail fly. That's fly paper. And you could, but I wouldn't. Uh, I'd be, be kind of a sticky proposition, wouldn't yes. it? Yeah. You'd really be stuck. Although, if you wanted to catch flies, flies go after lunch. And if you opened it up, the flies might light on the lunch and it'd be too bad for the fly. And the lunch, too, yes. Uh-huh. All right, well, let's have number two, Howard. Well, no hands on that one. Uh, uh, that's uh, an old-timer, very familiar. Uh, Melvin? Well, I, that sounds like um, sugar candy, so uh, it is good, good to wipe it and to um, have your lunch in that kind of a paper. Well, yes, uh, of course, that is the name of the song, though. Let's see, Lonnie has his hand up. Could, you repeat, could Mr. Peterson play it again, please? Yes, Howard, let's have it. <laughs> I uh, might add they didn't uh, play that 
uh, song during World War II. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Well, that's something I never do is to give you kids a hint, but I just couldn't help myself on that. You give up on that one? Well, the name of that is uh, Japanese Sandman, and look at the hands go up now. Patrick. Well, that'll be sandpaper, and you certainly would not... Uh... Uh, wrap any lunch and sandwiches. No, no. <laughs> Give you a rough time there with you. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. All right, here's number three. Joe? Feuding and fussing and fighting, and uh, that'd be a regular newspaper, so it, yeah, I think <laughs> wouldn't be uh, too bad, well, I suppose. No, it could be some other kind of paper now. You got to come across with it. Patrick? Well, that's, uh, that's a song, so it might be music paper. Well, yes, it could be. And then another kind, wrap of, it up with that too. another kind of paper. When you're feuding, fussing, and fighting, what do they, what do they call that, really? Uh, you know, bing, bang, biff, and... Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, dear. <laughs> Melvin? Well, you said, uh, what do they call it? I know sometimes uh, it sounds kind of funny, though. They, mention, they say it's stocking. Stocking, yeah, well, that's true. Uh, I'll tell you what, I was thinking of uh, a scrap, so, um, oh. old, uh, Patrick. Well, that'd be scrap paper, and uh, <laughs> if it was big enough, you could wrap uh, your lunch up in it, but usually it isn't, so. Yeah, uh -huh, all right. Well, I'll tell you, uh, for good measure, uh, Howard, let's have another one, uh, a real short one. That's short. Lonnie? The note of C. Could well, that, could so? that be? C paper? C paper? What kind of paper is C paper? Well, it could be carbon paper. Oh. The C is the chemical symbol for carbon. Well, that, that's... Well, so uh, that... I wouldn't wrap my lunch in carbon paper. No, no, I wouldn't either. Joel? Well, that might be a uh, paper made out of seawood. Seaweed. A seaweed. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> that's a little too deep for me now, Joel. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I was thinking of... Uh, note paper because it was a single note. <laughs> well, we didn't do too well on that. That means that Joseph F. Harris of Hartford, Connecticut wins a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for sending in that question that you quiz kids couldn't quite answer. Now, um, if I could just think of a song about a tablet, we could fit Bob Murphy's Alka-Seltzer message right in here. Well, while you're trying to think of that song, Joe, I'm, I'm going ahead and ask a question. I wonder how many of you folks have reason to know that the cold-catching season is here. Well, if you have a miserable cold right now, I'm sure you'll be interested to learn that Alka-Seltzer can help you to relief from much of your cold distress. Yes, get out that Alka-Seltzer bottle and start right in on the ABC cold comfort treatment. Here's the way it goes. A, Alka-Seltzer. Start taking it at once to help relieve that ache-in-every-bone feverish feeling. B, be wise. Beware of drafts. Be careful of your diet. Dress sensibly and try to get more rest than usual. And C, comfort the sore throat caused by your cold by gargling with Alka-Seltzer. You'll never know how good Alka-Seltzer can be until you try it. So do try it if you're suffering from a cold, friends. Yes, start Alka-Seltzer's ABCs when you begin to sniffle and sneeze. Well, kids, let's get back to some more questions now. Helen Mitchell of Berkeley, California, wants to know if Mickey Mouse is old enough to go to the polls to vote next Tuesday. Joe. 
Well, uh, I believe the idea of Mickey Mouse just became uh, a couple of weeks ago 21 years old, so he, he would be old enough to go to the polls and vote. That's right. His 21st birthday was celebrated in Hollywood October 18th. Uh-huh. So he... Say, incidentally, how do you think he'll vote, uh, Republican or Democrat? Uh, Pat? Well, uh, sometimes the mouse is given as the symbol of the third party. He might vote for Henry Wallace. Oh, uh-huh. And Lonnie? Well, uh... I, I don't think that a mouse would be as terrified by an elephant as by a donkey, because donkeys can run, I think, faster, but it's uh, the symbols, I guess, wouldn't make any difference. Uh-huh. <coughs> and, uh, Joe? Well, uh, the mouse doesn't seem too smart in this cartoon, so I think he'd vote Democratic. <laughs> oh, now, Joe, now, wait a minute. Say, <laughs> I really stuck my neck out on that one, didn't I, huh? <laughs> Well, all right. Now, this question is, <laughs> is from Mrs. F.A. Niver of Omaha, Nebraska. Of course, we're just kidding. Tra -la -la. <laughs> Assuming that babysitters were uh, necessary in <laughs> biblical times, who would have paid the sitters for these children? First, Jacob and Esau. Patrick. Well, that would have been Isaac who would have paid them. That's right, Isaac. Uh-huh. And uh, how about Obed? Patrick again. That would be Boaz, Ruth's uh, husband. Right. Uh-huh. Now, let's see what you kids can do with this double-decker question from Mrs. H. Walter Danner of Scarsdale, New York. We'll have to have Howard Peterson help us with this one. Uh, you quiz kids are asked to identify the uh, classical selection that Howard will play and then spell the last name of the composer. Now, try and get two out of three on this. Here's the first one. <laughs> Lonnie? That's Prokofiev, and there are two ways of spelling it. The way it is in my record album is P-R-O-K-O-F-I-E-V, but it's also spelled P-R-O-K-O... Uh, wait a second. It's also spelled P-R-O-K-O-F-I-E-F-F. Uh-huh. Well, what about the selection? Can you identify... That's Peter and the Wolf by Prokofiev. Peter and the Wolf. That's right. Uh-huh. Now then, see if we can get this next one. Lonnie? There's also two ways of spelling that. That's the third movement of Scheherazade by Rimsky-Korsakov. It's R-I-M-S-K-Y hyphen K-O-R-S-A-K-O-V or K-O-F-F. -F. That's very, very good. Uh-huh, fine. And here's the last one. Lonnie? That's the third movement of Tchaikovsky's Pathetic, so that's a... There are also two ways of spelling that. It could either be T-C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y or T-S-C-H-A-I-K-O-W-S-K-Y. That's very good, Lonnie, very good. Joel? Well, uh, pardon me, but in all his spellings, uh, Lonnie forgot to capitalize the uh, first letter. <laughs> so he did. Well, you meant capitals, didn't you? Yes. Uh, also capital K between... After yes. the hyphen of Rimsky-Korsakov. Well, we had a little trouble with capitals at the very beginning of the program, too, didn't we? <laughs> All right. Well, you gave me three out of three, and the question only called for two out of three. That's very, very good. Now, the next question from the Alka-Seltzer question box is from Jane Carroll of Detroit, Michigan. What group of islands is associated with this group of names? John Davis, Stanley, and Scharnhorst. John Davis, Stanley, and Scharnhorst. Pat. That wouldn't that be the care? No. 
Lonnie? That's Madagascar. No. Joe? Well, I don't know, but John Davis is a, was a Democratic presidential candidate in the 20s, so I think that might have something to do with it. Well, no, you're right in one uh, respect there. Uh, you give up on this? Well, John Davis discovered uh, this particular group of islands, the Falkland Islands, in 1592. And, of course, uh, Stanley is the largest city on the islands. And uh, Scharnhorst is a German battleship that was sunk in 1914 in the Battle of the Falkland Islands in World War I. Well, let's see what we can do with this next one. What one island would you associate with these three names? James Cook, Captain Bly, Endeavor, Joel. That would be Tahiti because uh, James Cook discovered it. Captain Bly was the, uh, in Mutiny of the Bounty, was the uh, a captain of the story and the adventure centered around Tahiti. And what was the third name? Uh, the third name was Endeavor. I believe that was one of... Uh, Captain Cook's ships. That's right. Uh, on the, the first one you gave me, Captain James Cook did not uh, oh, discover the island. Uh, he uh, he uh, was the first to accurately describe the island. He visited, uh, in other words, uh, the uh, one island is uh, the island of Tahiti. Tahiti is one of the Society Islands, and he was the. They were discovered by De Quiris in 1606. Now, before we consider this next question, kids, Bob Murphy has something to say. On October 31st, there's just one thing to talk about, of course. And that's the big Halloween party for the youngsters. For the youngsters, Mr. Murphy? Well, yes. But I know at least one grown-up who goes in for Halloween celebrations, too. Mm-hmm. Now, let me guess. Uh, that wouldn't be the man of the house, would it? <laughs> it certainly <laughs> would. You see, we had our ghost and goblin party last night. My husband offered to help me serve the refreshments. And in doing so, he somehow managed to help himself to too many sandwiches, too much punch, too many cookies, too much ice cream. Oh, me. Well, grown-ups will be uh, grown-ups, won't they? <laughs> I guess acid indigestion kept him awake, all right. Golly, he must have uh, spent a pretty miserable night. Oh, that's a leading statement, Mr. Murphy. But I don't mind because I want to tell you how fast Alka-Seltzer helped him feel better. Why, no wonder so many thousands of folks say there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer. Yes, they do say that, and you'll find it to be true, folks. Just try Alka-Seltzer the next time the distress of acid indigestion makes you feel miserable. Drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water, then drink the sparkling, refreshing solution this makes. You'll like the clean, fresh taste Alka-Seltzer leaves in your mouth. And the way it goes to work, so fast, yet gently, to bring that comfortable, relieved feeling to your upset stomach. Yes, there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer. So next time acid indigestion causes distress, be wise. Alkalize with Alka-Seltzer. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore, and when those tablets get down to four, remember, that's the time to buy some more. Our uh, children, the judges have taken me to task uh, by telling me that I missed a miss, which I did on that last question. And uh, that means, you know, you said that uh, Dr. or Captain James Cook discovered the islands, uh, which he did not and which was incorrect. The, uh, that means that uh, Jean, uh, Jane Carroll of Detroit, Michigan, uh, will receive one of the big Zenith radio phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. 
Now, uh, according to Mrs. Millard Ordway of Sargerville, Maine, two Smith girls did pretty well for themselves. They not only changed their names, uh, Lonnie has his hand up. What is your hand up for, Lonnie? Well, I was just, the question was from Maine. I was just wondering if that was Margaret Chase Smith, a senator. No. Recently no, no, oh, wait, wait until I finish the question, oh. son. Uh, that's what, see? All right, now, uh, they not only changed their names, but they succeeded in marrying men who became presidents of the United States. Who were the Smith girls, and whom did they marry? Patrick. Well, there was Abigail Smith Adams. That's right. Mary John Adams. That's right. And, uh, let's see now. There was one other. Uh, Joe? The, uh, the girl in question uh, happens to be another Margaret Smith. She married uh, President Taylor. That's right, Zachary Taylor, our 12th president. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, friends, in the past, we've had many adult guest observers here in our Quiz Kids classroom, and this afternoon, it's our pleasure to welcome a teenage guest observer. I know you quiz kids and our listeners are going to enjoy meeting the teenage national president of Junior Achievement Incorporated. Here he is, Robert Preston, and let's welcome him to school. It's a pleasure to be here, Mr. Kelly, and I want the quiz kids to know that I've always been one of their fans. In fact, when they become high school juniors and seniors, I hope they will join us in Junior Achievement. For as a matter of general education... Everyone should know something of business procedure. In 40 cities of the United States, we now have more than 1,000 business enterprises operated by some 25,000 high school juniors and seniors under the guidance of junior achievement. The current issue of Coronet Magazine tells our story in a feature article entitled Top Jobs for Teenagers. And we are all teenagers getting a head start in business. We manufacture and market a wide variety of products ranging from fly spray to furniture. We operate on the same principles that guide prosperous adult concerns. We incorporate along lines of regular procedure, sell publicly the shares of stock we don't buy ourselves, rent shop space, select our own products, and find our own markets. I know the feminine members of the Quiz Kids will be happy to learn that about 45% of all JA members are girls. In our junior concerns, everyone must own a part of the company. So we're all on an equal footing and learn the give and take of labor management relations. Not only is junior achievement fun, but as Coronet points out, JA has evolved a plan of teaching youngsters the fundamentals of business from the ground up through actual experience in corporations of their own. Thanks for this chance to talk about junior achievement, Mr. Kelly. Well, it's certainly a pleasure to have you with us this afternoon, Robert. I know you've given the quiz kids uh, something to think about. But now back to our schoolwork, children. Here's the next brain teaser from Alka-Seltzer's question box. Mrs. Helen H. Godwin of Montclair, New Jersey, says she supposes this Halloween you quiz kids are going all out on this trick-or-treat business. Do you uh, think business will be bigger and better than it was last year at this time? Lonnie? Well, in Park Ridge, no, because the uh, chief of police issued a uh, <laughs> order to keep the children off the streets this year, whereas last year there was quite a bit of damage done, and uh, that won't be so this year. I see. Uh-huh. And Patrick? Well, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, because uh, some of the friends I knew, they uh, last year they, they had given out trick-or-treats to certain boys and girls, and this year they say it's a terrible imposition, they shouldn't do it anymore, and they're not going to do it, and that's the end of that. 
And so I don't think that business will, I think business will be going down a little, about 10%. Off about 10%, eh? Uh-huh. And Joe? Well, uh, for some in our neighborhood, yes, and for some, no. Because uh, this year, some uh, children have jumped the gun, and they've gone out one or two nights earlier. And people seeing uh, children out one or two nights earlier figure those are the nights, and they don't have anything on hand uh, this night, which... Uh, will be tonight, and uh, they are liable to be more tricks than treats. I see, uh -huh. The supply won't uh, meet the demand, I see. Mm -hmm. Eden? Well, uh, many schools this year are having Halloween parties to keep the kids off the street, and so uh, uh, some of the kids just won't go around. They'll be out Uh-huh. And uh, Melvin? I think around our place we'll be getting a little more because uh, we're getting some new... Uh, we have some new neighbor here. We have some <laughs> new neighbor here. Well, that's fine. Well, I'll tell you, now, just in case of any disappointments, Mrs. Godwin, who sent in this question, also sent along this huge jar of lollipops for you kids. Now, isn't that just about the biggest jar you can imagine? Yes, sir, there are about 300 lollipops in there, and it'll be no trick in treating you quiz kids after the program. Well, that bell means we quiz the judges on this next one. Yes, we'd like to know who won this afternoon. And while we're waiting for a total of the scores, let's listen to this important message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Have you had your vitamins today? Are you giving your family the protection of one-a-day brand multiple vitamins for the winter months ahead? You buy winter coats and warm clothing as insurance against winter weather, but by all means, remember your wintertime vitamin insurance, too. Can you be sure that your diet is not low in vitamins? Don't take chances. Be sure. Take one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day this winter. Easy to take, low in cost. That large family-sized package of 120 capsules costs only $3 and a half, and the 60-capsule package only $2. Ask your druggist for one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Now then, children, here's the report on your schoolwork today. Remember, in determining your score, your age is taken into consideration as well as the number of correct answers you gave. Also, whether you win or lose in today's contest, you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And here are your report cards. The judges say that as a class, we missed two questions. Pat was first, Lonnie second, and Joel third. That means you three will be back at your desks next Sunday in competition with David Freifelder, age 13, and Miriam Anver, age 5. We'll have Miss Mabel Studebaker, president of the National Education Association, here as our special guest, and I know you students and you listeners, too, will be interested in her timely message. Until next week, then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Joe. For an excellent picture of Joe Kelly in full color and suitable for framing, see the current issue of Radio Mirror magazine. And listen to the Quiz Kids every week. And listen to Alpha Seltzer's Views of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. <laughs>